Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. We are so thrilled that you have joined us, either listening or watching uh, to this episode, and it's going to be an awesome one. We're glad you're here, and uh, we want to encourage you to go back and, um, you know what, listen to the archives or watch the archives. So this is, you know, we, we just passed 100 a few weeks ago, so you've got quite a bit of content to listen to. Go back and catch up, or you know what, just start now and, and join, get on the train and, and go from here forward. But uh, we'd also like for you to subscribe to our podcast. So if you're listening, all of the podcast listening apps, you, you have a way to subscribe, do that. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. And we'd love for you to rate our podcast. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash CLP, and that will help us get the word out about what we're doing. You know, our mission here at Church Leadership Podcast is to encourage and equip you to lead in a local church. And we believe today's episode is definitely going to do that, Andy. Absolutely. We are excited about our guest today. We have Grace Thornton with us. Grace serves at the Alabama Baptist. That is the state publication by our uh, our wonderful press friends there in Birmingham, Alabama, and Grace serves as the special assignments editor, and that's quite a, a quite a title you have there, Grace, and <laughs> we know that means you're busy, and we know that means you wear a lot of hats, and you do a lot of things, but we really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on the podcast this week. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited about it, and you're right. It is a catch-all. I think that just means they can pitch anything my direction that they need to, so that's right. <laughs> I love that's that. right. Well, it's been it's been a joy to get to know you over the last few years, really, a um, few months and years. Uh, we've interacted several times for stories or just different events and things. And so uh, I just want to say before we even get started, we appreciate you and and really the, the role you play in um, in helping churches make disciples, because you, you have really done that by highlighting some stuff. And we'll get into some of that uh, during our discussion today. But the, the first thing, really, I want to ask you, Grace, um, some of the people watching or listening may know you. They may not. They may not read the Alabama Baptist, um, which is not just a paper publication, by the way. You can get it digitally. That's the way yes. I get it. And if you haven't, listen, we are going to put a link to the Alabama Baptist and some of their publications and some of their, yeah. uh, their articles and the ways you can, you can reach out and see what they're right. doing in our show notes on this episode. Absolutely. And your, your podcast, which we'll get to yes, in a minute. Absolutely. We'll link that too, but uh, tell us a little bit about your story, Grace, and how God brought you to where you are. Oh yeah. Well, as probably with most people, that is a long story with a lot of twists and turns that we could stay here for a long time um, unpacking, but uh, the nutshell version is, I, I grew up in Mississippi. My dad um, owned a pig farm. I like to say I grew up pig farm adjacent because we didn't actually live on it. I don't think my mom could have handled the smell. So uh, pig farm adjacent, we were like a mile down the road. And then um, I went to a small Baptist college in Mississippi. That felt really far away. It was like three hours away. And um, when I started looking for a job after college, uh, Jennifer Rash at the Alabama Baptist was the first person who responded to me and said they had a two-week uh, gap while somebody had surgery. And she's like, if you want to come work, you know, Jennifer, she's always ready to give anybody a chance to do anything. And I was like, I'm on my way, never been to Birmingham before, but I'm, I got my backpack. I'm headed that direction. And so that's how I got here, uh, which is really neat just to see the way that God worked that out because it has been such an amazing place to be. Alabama definitely mm -hmm. feels like home. Um, and it's been the place where 
God has done a lot of work in my own life, in my own faith. Um, in my twenties here was where I really got rooted in what I believed. And I, I'm so thankful for that. And that had, um, was largely due to the church that I was going to here. It was also largely due to getting to hear the stories of people that I was interviewing over and over and, and just meeting with people and having those conversations. And that really built me up. And so I'm super thankful, but um, I also went overseas for a little bit. That's kind of a random, like aside in the middle um, of working for the Alabama Baptist. I lived in England for two years and, and then in the Middle East for about seven months and then came back. So it's kind of like here is now my, my home base too, every now and then to leave and come back, but I love it. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I mean, from rural Mississippi to Birmingham and then UK and Middle East, that's got, that's a, that's a little variety for sure. That is variety. definitely a variety. Yeah, we're, we're glad God orchestrated that two-week uh, stint that, right. that uh, you were allowed to fill in that became a lot more permanent. And we're hearing from your story, we're hearing as God has taken you around all of these different places and let you seen, see a lot of different things and have some great conversations. That's the thing we enjoy about this podcast is meeting people, hearing their stories, and you get to do that. Uh, your passion is stories, hearing stories and telling stories and, and sharing those stories. So how how has that impacted you personally and how have you seen the the principle of storytelling help others? Man, so many different ways. It has been amazing. I've, I know that like as humans, we all love stories. So that's not specific to me, but I feel like it is something that I've loved since I was little. I've loved telling them, like sharing them, hearing them. And um, to get to do that as an adult, I feel like I don't know. It doesn't feel like a real job. You know, I've really loved it so much because just getting to sit down with people and talk, um, like I said, has been so formative in my own faith. And the blessing on top of that, that I think has been so neat is getting to share people's stories, like you guys' stories and what y'all are doing at your churches, share that with other people and for them to read it and it to encourage them and think, well, if God's doing that there, he could do it here. Or, you know, if, if that's something that they could do with our church, maybe we could tweak it a little bit, but try it where we are and it could work here. And I think that that's been neat to see people respond to other stories that way. And so I feel a little bit like a, just a conduit sometimes just to kind of pass yep. those on. Yep. And that's, that's been so great. Um, I know for me, just from being like in Alabama and overseas, the stories that I've heard have been just so formative. Like there's one that I love from, from when I was traveling over there, my, I guess my home base there was in England, but I was over the region of Africa, Europe, and the Middle East. And so I traveled some into those regions and we would get stories there and come back and tell them so that we could share them with people back in the States. And, um, one man, one trip, we were talking to one group of, of, um, new believers who had been persecuted a lot for their faith and, and were sharing their faith really boldly. It was really neat. And, um, and just to hear their stories, they were telling one story, and I'll tell it really briefly, but they were going out to this, um, out in the middle of just places that were not, they were hostile, you know, to the gospel. And they were sharing uh, with people, not getting a good response, not really hearing anything that was positive. And so they got to the end of their day, they were all tired and they were like, well, we feel like we should go to this one last house. And so they went to go share there. And when they got there, um, a man was there waiting for them. He was really happy to see them. They were like, well, this is new. And um, so they go in the house and he's like, I've prepared a meal you know, for you guys. And they were like, well, that's also new. So they went in and he had a place set for each of them and they sat down and started eating. And so they were, they were talking with him, sharing, and he had a son there who was 14 and he introduced 
the son to them and said, well, here's my son, Isa. And they said, Isa, do you know what that name means? Because it's Jesus in that part of the world. And, um, and he said, no, I don't know what it means. But when he was born 14 years ago, someone told me that in a dream that someone would come one day and tell me what his name meant and that I should name him that. And then the same man came to me in a dream last night and told me that you were coming today and that I should fix a meal for you. And so just, you know, to hear those stories and to share those for me, you know, it, it's, it's a, an amazing reminder to think that the God that I serve, you know, here is the same God who is pursuing people like that with that kind of intentionality in the middle of Africa. And so I feel like when I hear the stories back in Alabama too, of the things that God's doing, I think, you know, the same God who did that is the same God who is at work in y'all's communities and doing the things he's doing there. And to, it's just so faith building, you know, to see those things. What a great reminder. Cause I mean, you know, let's be honest, those watching and listening, I mean, there can be, there can be long gaps between times we hear stories like that here, mm-hmm. but, but just because we don't, hear about it doesn't mean God's not working and and let's let's be real God's working sometimes outside of the walls of our country more than he is inside the walls of our country and I think there's lots of reasons for that we won't get into that today but but it's a good reminder to hear that God is still at work in powerful ways and uh, I believe you know some of those stories are still happening here and I thank you because you're sharing some of those stories um, but I guess I want to ask a practical question, and we didn't we didn't plan for this, but I'm going to ask this question. So a lot of pastors are, are watching or listening to this podcast, and I have learned, which I think most pastors, Andy, probably would agree that storytelling is a powerful tool that we can Absolutely. employ. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not long form like like you can, Grace, uh, you know, in a publication, but maybe what are some tips or what what would be some advice you would give? pastors or leaders who are trying to learn to be good storytellers, because you're fantastic. I'll go and tell you, you're a great storyteller. So what are some ways that they can learn to be better storytellers? Thank you. I don't, I don't know if that's true, but I definitely learned a lot sitting at the feet of people who are good storytellers. We had um, one, when I first started working at the Alabama Baptist, there was one specific writer that we had. He was not on staff, but wrote on a contract basis for us. And every time we would get his stories, his name is Jeremy. I would, I would just get so excited. I was like, I love Jeremy's stories because when I read them, I walk away and I think I know the person, you know, I feel like I do. And so I really watched what he did and started trying to employ some of those things in my own stories. And I think um, for me, sometimes shorter is better and, you know, telling things as, as quick as you can and try to tell them conversationally, kind of like if I was telling it to you guys, what is the first, and of course this is for writing, I guess, but what is the first thing I would tell you or the most important thing I'd want to tell you and kind of just start there. And I think that that goes for telling stories, you know, verbally too, just to, to get there fast and to try to paint a picture as best you can uh, to help somebody feel like they know somebody else or to set the scene in that way. Um, I used to think it took a lot of detail to do that. I think it actually doesn't take a whole lot at all. It's just choosing the right ones. And I mm. think, um, and I think that that's, that's something for me, that has been really helpful. And I think even in my, my personal faith and sharing my faith with others, it's been super helpful. When I was living in England, somebody um, connected me with a book. Of course, storing over there is something that's widely used, you know, in different areas, Bible storing and being able to memorize those stories and share them well. And, and to, to think, you know, to, to kind of take in the stories of Jesus 
and look for ways in conversations to say, well, I know a story that relates to that and to share the story of the woman at the well or the story of Jesus healing someone or, you know, raising Lazarus for the dead, just wherever, you know, these things can fit to, to share things that match people's lives. But um, there was a, a lady, she's actually American, but she publishes in England and lives there. Her name is uh, Rebecca Manley Pippert. I don't know if y'all are familiar with her, but um, she, that's her thing is to really get a good grasp of stories of who Jesus is and to be ready to share those with people. And I think for me, kind of trying to employ that in my own life, I remember the first time I tried that there, there was a friend that I had made from our, we had been in the cycling club together over there. And so we were coming back from one of our trips and she was, we were, we'd been passing crosses all day. And so we started talking about that. And she mentioned that she didn't really know much about Jesus, but the things she knew wasn't positive. And I started, you know, I said, well, you know, she said, you know, that some certain things about the church made her angry. And I was like, well, you know, they actually made Jesus angry too. You know, I got to tell her that story. And she was like, I've oh. never thought of him that way. And so just the idea of being able to make Jesus a real person, you know, for people kind of like, and obviously he's the Lord too, but, you know, to, to make him real, to put skin on him, to make him not be the thing that they, you know, know from the church and the possibly the hurt that they have there, but to make him a real person who cares about them and to show them those stories has been really helpful for me too. That might've been a very big tangent from where we started this. That is awesome. Yes. I, in fact, I, as I, you were talking, I'm thinking, you know what, we didn't plan on that, but that may be the huge takeaway from today. Yes. And look, the, the shock factor you just mentioned. I mean, you know, Jesus was counter to what a lot of people think about Jesus. And you just shared a story where you put the shock factor in. I think that's a helpful. Yeah, the Bible thing. is one big story. It's a meta-narrative of, right. of, of God redeeming. And what you're talking about using everyday conversations and opportunities and relationships to share and relate those stories back to the gospel. That's key. As a matter of fact, uh, over the years, I have stressed instead of implementing a specific strategy or having specific wording that you have to memorize to say, I've always emphasized, look, connect with people through story, mm -hmm. you know, hear their story, share your story and find a way to connect and, and something that, you can relate to them on. And then from that, that's a bridge that you've built to be able to, to share something that gives hope and, and lets them know that they're, they're, they're loved. Mm -hmm. What you guys do there at the Alabama Baptist, not to try to, uh, to, to, to promote your specific publication publication, but during this past year, what you guys have done has been so helpful and encouraging, not just sharing specifically the gospel or, or the story of scripture, explicitly but using the story of people to give hope and you've done that really well you guys have highlighted some stories some good things that are going on uh, tell us a little bit about why you think that's important for us to hear in times like these hear people's stories that are hope-filled and encouraging well I think for sure more than ever in a lot of ways this has been such an isolating year and I think that everybody has felt um has felt really, you know, separated from community, separated from church, separated from each other. Um, and I think that in a, a time like that, specifically to hear that there are other people who are facing the same things, but seeing God move are really important. And it's been really neat to see. I mean, everybody's had a tough year. And I was talking with a pastor yesterday who had, they, they were a church who had lost their, you know, their facility back in 2011 when the big tornadoes came through. Mark, you know, you know that whole story well. Um, and um, he had, you know, has gone through this year with, with the whole COVID situation. He and his wife actually just battled COVID in a big way a few weeks ago. And then their church got 
hit again by another tornado in March. And so he was just saying, you know, that this has been, it's been more exhausting this time than the last time. Cause he, he was there both, both times um, because wow. he, he's like, I can't really put my finger on why, but I imagine it's because this year has just been so exhausting. And I think for everybody to, to hear, you know, that, that everybody is in the same boat as far as trying to really persevere and cling to truth, uh, rest as best we can and get through, you know, what we're all kind of working with at the moment and that everybody's doing that together. And that, um, you know, kind of, we're all, we're all in this together, kind of like just in the big Christian life period, we're all persevering together and trying to get each other through, but also to hear the way that God is working in the midst of that, because, you know, you hear stories of just, random things that just didn't go right. Churches that were trying to figure out stuff to meet in the middle of COVID, then they ended up having to just go outside and do it outside. That wasn't what they intended. It didn't work out. It had a lot of problems, but then they found out that, you know, all these different neighbors have been listening from their backyards and that wasn't the plan, but now they've got this whole new outreach that they didn't have before. And, um, and it's just so neat to hear in the way, I mean, you know, to, to go back to the guy in Africa, um, like you said, those stories, you know, we don't hear a lot of those dreams and vision type stories over here in for a lot of reasons. But I think that hearing that God is still using and pursuing people through things that we don't even know about to get them ready for the things that, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but like just to, to see that he's already preparing hearts and he's already doing that here so that when crazy things like this happen, we didn't know they were going to happen, but God knew they were. And he's still mm-hmm. at work in the midst of that. And I think hearing those encourages us, at least I hope so. Yeah. One of the things we've talked about is the gifts COVID has given us, you know, we want to talk about all the negative things it's taken away from us, but one of the gifts God has given us is that relatable story that all of us have, whether we're in church or out of church, whether we know Jesus or we don't know Jesus, we can walk up to somebody and have a conversation and we have something in common with them. Hey, it's been a tough year. That's right. So easy conversation. So, so yes, story's powerful. That's right. Well, I'm going to ask you one last question here in a minute, but before I get to that question, I'm going to ask you another one. Um, You know, we mentioned the Alabama Baptist, you're, you're a correspondent, you're a writer, you're an editor for that publication. You can get it, you know, through paper, believe it or not, that's still printed on paper and you can get it uh, digitally. Um, I also heard some news that uh, your group is going to be doing a national paper soon. That's wow. kind of exciting. Yeah. So yes. if you want to share a little bit about that, but also tell us how else, if people want to hear more from you, we know you have a podcast, so tell them how they can find you in your different venues. Okay. I can do that. Um, Yes, all those things are true that you said. We're online. Um, there's a digital edition. You can also find us at the website, which is thealabamabaptist.org. If you're interested in checking out um, the print edition, the digital edition, or what you just mentioned, which is going to be called the Baptist Paper, which is going to be a, a bigger, um, it's going to be a bigger issue. It's going to come out um, twice a month, and it's going to have a lot more, um, a, a little bit more of a, a magazine type feel, and have some broader stories that are a little bit farther reaching than Alabama. I'm still going to tell you, Grace, my plan is to sit down with that first episode and eat fried chicken while I'm reading it, just because it's called the Baptist paper. <laughs> that first issue, so, just say fried chicken and yeah. Baptist paper. I that's think that's saying. perfect. Maybe we can somehow get that going as like a, as like a thing um, yeah. that we can do. Um, but I guess me personally, I've been, um, one of the new projects that I've been working on with the paper that I'm so excited about is um, a podcast called Stories. And uh, that seems about right at this point, doesn't it? Um to, to find it on the platforms at the moment, you have to kind of, I guess, search for stories with Grace Thornton, or you can go to drop another URL here, um, tabonline.org slash stories, and you can find it there. Um, but it is going to be, it's a serial style storytelling podcast. So it's not um, as much of the conversation 
uh, type podcast. It's more of a edited interview, audio clips, um, music, narration, storytelling kind of thing. And so the first season just came out back in February. It's on Sammy Gilbreth, who is a larger than life kind of fella with a lot of stories. And he actually said in the podcast what I said a minute ago. So I kind of stole that straight from him about, you know, Jesus told, told stories. Um, and that's how he related to people. And that's a lot of what Sammy does with his life is uh, to go into different areas, you know, whether that be rodeo people or motorcyclists, you know, that kind of thing and get to know them and be, be one of them and then share stories that they can relate to. And so his story is incredible. And so we told it over three episodes and um, have another one coming out in May. So super excited about that. Um, I also have a personal blog. I'm not doing it. I have not done as great a job this year keeping it up, but I'm about to start trying to do a better job and it's um, gracefortheroad.com. But I think that's all the places. No one has ever dropped more URLs in a minute and a half. Hey, we will, uh, we, will, we will do our best to mention all those in the show notes. Yeah, so people, people can be driven to our show notes, look at the bottom of, of where we have everything, and you should be able to click right on all that to go to the Alabama Baptist, to your podcast, and to, to those links that you've mentioned. So we'll try and do that. But what you have mentioned today, outside of plugging those things, which we wanted you to do, is you have encouraged us. Yeah. And I know you've encouraged people who are listening today. And maybe maybe God's laid one thing on your heart that you want to say to people as they're watching or listening to this podcast today. Maybe as we've talked today, maybe there's something that's come to mind. Maybe somebody hasn't had a tough time this year, or maybe somebody is struggling with how to share their own story, or or maybe they just need some encouragement. Would you would you have something that you want to share to somebody who's watching or listening, thinking about what we've talked about today? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you said a minute ago about the Bible being a meta narrative, about it being one big story. And I think that that is, is huge and so important to our faith. But I think it's so important to just to remember that we are still in the middle of that story. And um, we are waiting on the resolution. It hasn't come yet, but we are not outside of the story that God's writing. We are still right in the middle. And I think that sometimes when things are so isolating or hard or don't seem to be making progress, they Sometimes it feels like it's, you know, one step forward, 14 steps back um, to know that even in the middle of that, God is still the sovereign God that he, we see all the way through the pages of scripture. He is still working out those things in your story as part of his big story. And um, my small group just got done studying the story of um, well, we were walking through Genesis, but we just got through Jacob. And one of the things we were talking about there is how, you know, Jacob didn't get to see the resolution of his story. He, you know, he didn't get to see them make it into the promised land. They, you know, they buried him there, but he didn't get to see that happen. And so there are things going on that are bigger than us. And everything that's happening right now is part of God's big story. And so just to know that he is, there is purpose in what's going on in your life, no matter where you are, no matter how hard it might seem, he is doing something in and around you, even if you don't know what it is. That is awesome. What an encouragement. Grace, thank you so much again for joining us. And um, it, I've, I've loved uh, hearing your perspective. I've loved hearing stories that, that you shared with us today. And so um, and I love hearing the, the idea, hearing the idea about storytelling and uh, it's kind of got some, some wheels turning about evangelism and storytelling. So thank you so much for spending some time with us just, you know, in this conversation. And I know those watching and listening have been encouraged and equipped to lead in the local church. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app.